Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman beyond. Hey, this is Blade Summers telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. This is Bernard Chang. Dan Jurgens. This is Yoko McKeon from Funko. This is Zach from Diamond Select Toys. This is Angelo cosplaying as Negan. My name is Kevin, a Beyond fan, and I'm telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Three quarters of that movie, solid. As far as Mr. Freeze goes, nice to meet you. A live welcome from above and Batman Beyond. We are live on our YouTube channel. I am your co-host, Benjamin David. What is up, Neo Gotham? And speaking of live, today's episode is another installment of our live action live series here in the channel, where we talk all about DC news in live action. As you know, uh, we focus mainly on animation here on the channel, but, you know, both Batman Beyond and DC animated movies. But anytime there's big news in DC live action, we now have this series to cover just that. And for Bat fans in particular, it's been a super exciting week for live action news. Because we just got a press release and character designs for a Batman 89 comic. I cannot believe this is coming out. Uh, this is something many a Bat fan have wanted for years. And, uh, you know, now we're getting it, and from the character designs that have been released, it also looks like we'll be getting some Beyond influence, as well as Batman the Animated Series influence, on the upcoming comic. So that comic drops digital first at DC this July, along with a Superman 78 comic for the Superman fans out there. And speaking of Superman, uh, today we'll also be covering the Supergirl casting announced just this week. And finally, unbelievably badass Mortal Kombat trailer from WB. So today's episode will also be available in audio podcast form, just like the YouTube channel We Are Above and Batman Beyond. So before we jump into it, if you're new here at the channel, please consider subscribing on YouTube. Click that notification bell so you don't miss any of our new content. Uh, and for the podcast listeners, please subscribe to the pod. You can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, and for both the pod and YouTube audience, please subscribe to both, since there's plenty of YouTube stuff you're obviously not going to find on the podcast, and vice versa. Please also follow us on Instagram. We are at Batman Beyond Media, and we do frequent polls and Q's and A's, which we also bring into the YouTube and podcast shows, so be sure to follow us there as well. All right, guys, so let's go live action live, baby. This is Christopher Carter telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. So again, the main news items we'll be hitting today, Batman 89 comic and Beyond BTAS influence, Supergirl casting in the 2022 Flash movie, also featuring Michael Keaton, which also has a possible Batman Beyond influence, or I should say type story to it. And finally, the Mortal Kombat trailer. Mortal Kombat! Oh man, so effing pumped for that. Uh, so let's jump into the 89 slash 78. Uh, IGN article. So I pulled this um, from IGN. It's talking all about the Batman 89 comic as well as the um, Superman 78 comic. Now we're obviously bigger Bat fans here, so I'm not going to talk as much about uh, the Superman 78 comic, but it is cool. I mean, speaking of live action news, we kind of do have to cover it. Even though they're comics, they're obviously spun out of these uh, classic live action movies. So, from IGN, DC Comics is expanding on two of the most iconic superhero movie universes of all time in 2021. Today, the publisher... So, this article is actually from um, the 17th. Uh, today is... Today, recording this is February 22nd. Uh, so, this is from 217. So, today, the publisher announced Superman 78 and Batman 89, which chronicle the further adventures of Christopher Reeve's Superman and Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, so, both titles are similar. This is still from IGN. Both titles are similar to DC's previous Batman 66 and Wonder Woman 77 comics, if you've read those, uh, in that they're both digital-first uh, titles set in these cinematic universes and featuring the likenesses of characters involved. So we're going to talk about, um, we're going to get to in a second, the uh, character designs, which that's where I'm seeing uh, the Beyond influence and the BTAS influence. Um, 
but you'll also see the likeness of Michael Keaton, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, or sorry, so yeah, first we're going to do the uh, IGN article explaining uh, the 8978 comics, then we'll talk about the character design, and then we'll talk about Joe Quinones himself, who is the artist on this book, uh, and how, how I personally met him. I also have a piece of uh, art to show you signed by Quinones. So that is exciting stuff. Let's see if anybody's on chat before we continue. Nobody on chat, that's okay. Uh, again, still a little new here on the live situation. And yes, we're recording audio. All right, good to always double check that stuff if you are live content creators. Um, all right, so back to the IGN article. I mean, so it's saying, fittingly, Batman 89 is drawn uh, by, once again, Joe Quinones, who famously pitched DC. So he had pitched this years ago. Uh, I believe like seven years ago, DC didn't approve of the pitch at the time, uh, but he did post art on his website. So everyone was like, is this thing going to come? Like, you know, everyone's wanted it obviously for a while for us, of course, an animated movie would be like the be all end all for this. Uh, but look, a comic could be the thing that, you know, gets the attention for that. That's what everybody's been talking about. You know, podcasts, YouTube wide is like, if these comics hit, why not do you know, um, animated movies out of them. Um, so just, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but once again, Quinones, uh, the, the big update on the 17th, Quinones has posted some Batman 89 concept art on his Twitter account, as well as his Instagram follow him. Uh, he spells it K-W-I-N-O-N-E-S. Um, but to scroll down to kind of the press release type stuff, um, yeah, the, so just to give you some specifics here, both Batman 89 and Superman 78 will run for 12 digital chapters. The first, six, the first six chapters of both series will launch on July 27th, so that, close enough, man. I mean, that's coming up. Uh, with new chapters following once a week for the next six weeks. So six are going to drop all at once digital, uh, and then again, new chapters following once a week. If you are a hardcover person or a print, uh, print issues collecting... Print issues collecting two chapters each will be published between August and October 2021. This is where I am crazy pumped with hardcover collections to follow in October for Batman 89 and November for Superman 78. Um, so, and this is going to tie into what we're talking about next after this, because again, we're going to be talking about the Flash movie featuring Michael Keaton, featuring some potential Beyond stuff or Beyond type uh, stuff in that um, with the Supergirl casting. But... So again, this is still IGN. The timing of the uh, the timing of the Batman eighty nine announcement is intriguing, given sorry is intriguing given that Keaton is reportedly preparing to reprise the Batman role in the upcoming Flash movie. Could this series could this series help fill in some of the missing gaps in the Batman eighty nine timeline? Assuming the book is successful, we can only hope DC will announce a follow up project that will more directly sets the stage uh, for the older Bruce Wayne of the Flash. So. You know the obvious thing for the flash movie that we're going to get to is that it's an older bruce wayne what's interesting about this 89 comic is that it takes place it's also been established that it takes place after the events of return so it's not literally 89 because returns was 92 uh but it is you know just called it's like the 89 verse essentially what i like about that though and what we're what we'll get to now I guess uh, one more specific here. So this is the other exciting thing. I am a writer uh, from writing perspective and from t even even if you're not a writer or a big person on writing, like Sam Hamm, who is the original screenwriter of Batman 89, is writing this comic. So like beside getting Burton and Burton himself, like this is as 89 as it gets. Uh, Kinonis is an amazing artist uh, again we'll talk about in a minute how i met him at boston fan expo i'm going to show you a piece from him but he does a lot of stuff he loves um you know btas he loves kind of not just comic batman but stuff that's come out in animation uh tv obviously now with movies so and he also did like a batman the adventures continue cover a lot of people said it looked like a like a super nintendo cover which is pretty funny but he's just this incredible digital artist. I think his digital art style um, is good for if you're doing live action to um, get a more live action feel from it since you can kind of bring about a little more realism perhaps um, digitally. So I'm really excited for him as the artist. But again, Sam Hamm is the writer. Like, 
That is so damn dope. Um, so let's get to some of these character designs, because this is the thing that, like, this is what is what I thought really made the excuse. I was going to do this for live action live anyway, but I was like, oh, there's also Beyond Influence. So for the, uh, for the video, for those of you uh, watching this episode on video, uh, this is the cover for Batman 89. Again, I'm going to do a lot of improvements here with uh, hopefully getting like a zoom. Uh, I'm going to be able to go on here with zoom so you can see my screen screen sharing and shit. But for now, just look at this on my tablet. For the audio listeners, we're just looking at the cover. Uh, amazing Batman 89 logo, the gold. I mean, the gold brings me right back to being a four-year-old. This is four-year-old Benjamin right here flipping out looking at this cover. Apparently, the they went into like the archives of the old logo, like whatever they stored those things on, and like really literally adapted the logo as close as they could from the movie. Um, and just Keaton swooping in, you know, cape out that is just absolutely unbelievably gorgeous. I am so damn excited for this. Now, to get to beyond. Uh, let's look at this, guys. So, these two here. We know these two. <gasps> the DD Twins. Well, we don't want to see comments. Cancel. <laughs> uh, the DD Twins. Right? So, if you haven't seen uh, some of this concept art, this wasn't the ones... This wasn't one of the ones, like, mainly, mainly featured. It was, like, you had to kind of swipe right on Kinones's, um uh, kind of Instagram and, and Google imaging a lot of the concept art from it. You didn't catch the DD twins here, but this is definitely DD 89. Like it is, they have the orange hair, they're twins, um, but it's 89 style. Like, you know, you got on their, on their hats, it has like the Joker. It looks like the, um, yeah, like kind of the Jack Nicholson Joker hats that, uh, what was it? Bob the goon rocked or one of his guys in 89. Um, I love that they have crowbars, much like, you know, I think that's a callback, of course, to, uh, or maybe a nod to Death in the Family Joker with the crowbar. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, and the boots, the red go-go boots, those are the DD Twins, 89. I mean, oh, I love that so damn much. Uh, and then to the left of them is actually uh, Prince. I mean, that is straight up the, from the Prince... You know, he did the soundtrack and that music video and performance and like that is the Prince uh, in the 89 looking. So to, you know, fully explain if you haven't seen it and, and for the audio, it's essentially the Joker's gang after Joker, you know, died in 89. Uh, it's cool that they're writing it in. That's probably there's this Joker's gang. You know, the DDs were part of that Joker's gang. And um, I think that's a really cool freaking thing to do. Like, why not? You know, it's not like you have to literally do the DD Twins. It's not like you have to have had a actual Harley Quinn in your continuity. Um, although maybe they could even write that. Who the hell knows? But it's just cool to, to take these awesome design influences and go like, you know, again, why the hell not? <laughs> so here's the other thing why I said um, BTAS influence. Well, there, there's actually two things here. So one is Harvey Bullock. Um, this stupid tablet's driving me nuts, but, uh, <laughs> one of them is Harvey Bullock, which people were like, oh, that's probably, you know, from animated series, uh, influence, and that could definitely be a thing, but Harvey Bullock, you know, I'm pretty sure is also in comics and stuff, don't quote me on that, but the Harvey Bullock stuff is not, um, is not exactly what I think is, is exactly like, you know, for sure, for sure, you know, pulling from the animated series. What is pulling from the animated series? And again, this tablet is driving me nuts. It's one of these laptop slash touchscreen tablets. Uh, but the point is that in one of the character designs we see, um, he flat out... So, again, this is combining the aesthetics of 89 returns and animated series. And, you know, so you get like the, the symbol of returns and the suit is mostly 89. But then you have the, uh, sorry, then you have the white eyes from animated series. And like, it also flat out said, this was cool. Like I didn't see this until today. It flat out says like 89 or sorry, it flat out says Batman, the animated series, like this will be a blend of returns, um, 
sorry, with this stupid <laughs> tablet dying, now I'm, I'm all thrown off here. Uh, but it, it says it combined uh, 89 returns and animated series. Here's what it says. Um, he actually writes it next to the design in one of the design picks that I saw today. And shout out at Burton's Gotham on Instagram. Um, yeah, the costume blends 89 returns uh, and BTAS. Like he flat out wrote that on this little design thing. Uh, returns aesthetics with BTAS. I mean, oh my God, like... <laughs> That is just so damn cool to do that because you can really just retcon whatever the hell you want, right? I mean, we're 30 years plus after Returns. Um, there's all this stuff to pull from, even from Beyond. I never saw that coming, but... And also the fact that, you know, I heard a big thing about getting Jack Nicholson's um, likenesses is really difficult. Like, he doesn't give away his likeness for shit. So it's cool that if this Joker died, you could do like a Joker's Gang thing, like you did in Beyond, but it's just the Joker's Gang 89. You get your DD twins, you get your Prince type <laughs> Joker in this Joker's Gang. Uh, and one of the guys looked like Dark Knight Returns. Uh, there's some Dark Knight Returns influence there with his, the way he had that like weird looking visor. I thought that was really dope. Um, so yeah, man, I like this comic is, I'm not like the biggest 89 fan, but the 89 aesthetics, of course, go into, um, oh, and I'm sorry, again, I'm like bouncing around here because of, of my tablet issues there. But one of the other things that's definitely uh, BTAS influence is the brown blazer, uh, the brown suit and the yellow shirt. It looks exactly like the kind of suit that uh, Bruce would wear in the animated series, like, you know, BTAS, not even New Adventures, but when he rocks that brown suit with the yellow, I mean, it's just very BTAS. The other cool thing, if you're a collector, shout out to our DC Collector Cat show here in the uh, here in the network. And one of them is I forget the name of the figure, but it um, the Under Armour slash plug suit it says uh, that Bruce wears under his costume. But yeah, that is one of the action figures, and it was like a Bruce Wayne action figure from the Returns line, and he's brought that into this. The other cool thing that's beyond-esque here uh, is the, uh, he's got gray streaks in his hair in these character designs from Kinones. And like, that is definitely an older Bruce Wayne. Again, chronologically, they're setting it after the events of Return. So he's gonna have, he's gonna be older. I like, if we're getting almost like just pre-Rebirth era, not comics rebirth, but pre like first two episodes of Beyond Rebirth era Keaton, Come on, man, like, that is exciting shit. Ugh, I, this is all just, and who knows, like, if you keep expanding this universe, we might just get, like, Keaton Beyond. And the fact that, once again, like, this could tie in with the upcoming Flash movie. You know, if we're going to get an older Keaton, which we'll talk about once again with the Supergirl casting, if there is some kind of, just be, the fact that we're getting an older Bruce Wayne, once again, is like, Maybe that's some Beyond stuff going on there. If this could fill in some of the blanks of, once again, like a pre-rebirth era of 89, like, how damn cool is all this? Ah, can't wait. So, what I'm going to show you now, and, you know, for the audio listeners, I will explain it. Uh, this is a piece of art from Joe Quinones. It is Hardak Batman from the, uh, from the classic episode, His Silicon Soul. So, this is... Uh, he didn't commission this for me. I met Joe Quinones at Boston Fan Expo 2018, I believe. Yeah, 2018. Uh, this piece is, he did this in 2017. So it's not, it wasn't a commission, but he had these like for sale on his, um, on his table when I met him. Super cool dude, couldn't have been cooler. And I was like, Hardak Batman, sold. <laughs> uh, Batman meets the Terminator, why I like Beyond and stuff, uh, you know. Hardak's obviously a classic version of the bat, and I have the Hardak uh, Funko Pop, and yeah, man, his Silicon Soul is just such a beautiful, weird, scary episode of, uh, of Batman the Animated Series, and this piece is gorgeous. It got a whole bunch of likes on our Instagram, and it's signed by Kinona, so he could not have been a cooler dude. A lot of his stuff, once again, was 
animated series inspired. Um, I don't know if he had, I'm sure if he had Beyond Pieces, I would have bought it because when I, like every con I went to over the past couple of years, I hunt for Beyond, which if you're a collector actually gives me a lot less anxiety because it's like, oh, I have a thing to <laughs> uh, focus on and not, like if you try to take it all in, it's just, it it's just gives you too much anxiety at a con. So I'm like, well, walk away from Star Wars, walk away from just anything that's animated, go toward that. And that helps me a lot. <laughs> Batman animation is my, uh, kind of my, what do they call that? A signpost in the middle of a fog, that type of thing. So yeah, man, this Batman 89 shit, uh, this comic, I, you know, I've already said it. It's like so exciting for Beyond fans, for animated series fans, and for people who, I think, I don't know if I quite covered this, but, like, I'm not the biggest 89 fan, but it's so much, like, of the animated series slash Beyond kind of influence, and the fact that, like, it's kind of 89 unleashed, right? Because you have, or even tighter than that, like, unleashed would kind of imply that, you know, you have a three-hour movie that you could do. Like, this is just going to be tight stories that takes place in one of the most aesthetically beautiful versions of Batman we've ever gotten. The production design of um, for, Gotham City, for Gotham City specifically, all those Anton first gorgeous designs won the Academy Award in 1989 uh, from the Batman movie. Like, you know, I, I don't have to sell you the aesthetics on how good 89 and Returns are. So I think it'll be a cool way. Point is, even for like an 89 slash returns not hugely enthusiastic for those it's still the nostalgia of having that was my live action batman as a kid then you have all the cool elements of it because as an animated series and beyond guy once again it's like obviously i love the aesthetic and the music of of 89 and returns to to boil that down into like 12 tight stories that again might tie into this upcoming flash movie like holy shit this is really cool stuff so, um, yeah, man, that is the Batman 89 news. And, you know, this is still uh, live action live. So we'll talk about the Superman 78 stuff. Superman 78, meanwhile, is a collaboration between Hawkman writer Robert Venditti and Batman 66 artist Wilfredo Torres. Uh, the series is set fairly early in the Man of Steel's costume career before Lois Lane uncovers Clark's secret. Superman 78 explores how the citizens of Metropolis comes to grip or how they come to grips with the discovery that a man can fly. It's unknown whether the series will introduce new takes on on uh, excuse me on familiar Superman villains. Um, and there is art by Wilfredo Torres from DC Comics that's released. And again, this is all from that IGN article. Uh, and just like the Batman 89 comic, it's uh, Superman 78 is going to run for 12 digital chapters. First six chapters of, bo uh, of both 89 and 78 will launch on July 27th. New chapters following once a week for the next six weeks. That's pretty interesting to just drop six issues of anything uh, all at once. So they're both going to hit July 27th. Um, I am not a Superman 78 guy remotely. I, I'll admit it, I'm not. But... You know, if you're a fan of both of these things, which a lot of people are, that's July 27th is your day. <laughs> so yeah, man, um, Batman 89 comics. And and the more art that gets released, the more news that goes along with, obviously when the when it the comic itself drops, we're gonna do a ton of episodes or a, a bunch, I should say, a ton of coverage on it. Uh, definitely an episode devoted to it. So stay tuned here at Live Action Live. Um, all right, cool. So real quick, before we continue, a quick plug for our DC Animated Movie Show podcast, because speaking of live action slash animation, which is what we cover mostly here, uh, there is an Aquaman animated series coming to HBO Max. And uh, if you follow us at Batman Beyond Media, I uh, just posted the art to it, which I think also dropped this week. It was pretty new, pretty new news. Um... People are not liking it, and I am one of those people. It is not what we expected. It was supposed to have been, and still is supposed to be, apparently, uh, taking place between Aquaman 1 and 2, the 2018 billion-dollar live-action movie with Jason Momoa. And, like, 18 months ago, they said, hey, you know, we're going to um, uh, have this animated series coming up, or it might be a miniseries. It turns out to be a three-episode miniseries coming to HBO Max once again, but it's like, if it ties in with the Aquaman movie, 
why is it not more serious? So if you look at that art at Batman Beyond Media, check it out there. Um, subscribe to the DC Animated Movie Show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll be going live tonight on our channel's Instagram. Again, that's at Batman Beyond Media. Uh, so follow us there as well. The whole episode will be available in vid form. I'm going to leave the whole episode up on our IGTV. Uh, it looks like almost like Teen Titans. Someone said it looks like uh, Aquaman Go, like Teen Titans Aquaman Go. It's that exact uh, kind of Steven Universe. Um, there was another show, Thundercats Roar. I mean, I don't understand why it's in that tone at all. Or it's like if you want to do an Aquaman kid series, that's great. But then don't announce that it's going to be part of that universe. James Wan is producing it. Everyone's confused. So uh, I'm going to get more, a lot deeper into that. And there's a bunch of really funny Q&A, a lot of engagement, uh, for better or worse, on that at Batman Beyond Media. So thank you guys so much uh, if you're one of the people who engaged. And we'll be talking about that. All right, so before we move on, let's see if we have anybody else in chat. Nobody else. All right, so uh, moving on. The Flash movie slash Supergirl casting. So uh, before we get into the exact casting, this movie has allegedly begun filming. Not that anyone believes that because there's supposed to have been a Flash movie like five or six different times. But no, I mean, quite honestly, this is the most uh, development that's ever come out. This movie's going to happen, so... The 2022 Flash movie is still untitled, but um, the uh, director Andy Muschietti of It fame, um, he did It's chapter, he did the It movies, chapters one and two, and I'm excited for this Flash movie. So what, again, is very exciting for us as Beyond fans is that we're getting an older Michael Keaton who recently, and a plug for our Live Action Live, another episode of Live Action Live here on the channel that we talked all about. Uh, with Eli, our co-host here, like that there was extra news after the original announcement from Fandom a couple months back, or maybe even just a month ago, that Michael Keaton is apparently set to be the main DCEU Batman, which from, from that, everyone's assuming like at least three movies, not just a cameo, right? Because at first it's like, maybe they're just going to get a cameo from him. Everyone's almost positive where it's probably just going to be a cameo of Batfleck in that movie. Um, and Flashpoint is also the director Muschietti said like it's probably going to be a Flashpoint story so you know all exciting shit but then what drops is a uh, oh sorry and then the old Bruce Wayne thing with uh, Michael Keaton that's what once again like everyone's thinking some beyond influence there of there were you know um, rumors about a Batgirl possibly being in it, or maybe The Flash will be kind of like a Terry McGinnis type character. I'm really hoping, you know, not to get too deep into that, I guess we could talk about it in just a second, but kind of the beyond stuff aside, I hope it's, he's just like an older mentor type thing to these other characters, but, you know, kind of speaking of mentor and younger characters, uh, what was announced just a few days ago is that we're getting Supergirl in this movie. Now, that wasn't even, there was no talk of Supergirl prior to this announcement, and it was adorable. There was a video of uh, Sasha Kaye is her name, and she who is, she is who has been cast. She's Colombian and um, was born in Boston, but she's Colombian. So, you know, it's not your blonde hair, blue eye, Kara uh, L. It's going to be a, I'm assuming they're doing Kara. Um, but yeah, they're doing a... A woman of color she's latina and i am all about it like anyone from krypton can be any color of course people online were bitching that she's not blonde hair and it's like uh, to get in, into minority casting is is almost pointless although we probably have to if we're talking about it uh but yeah man i am excited about this like you know if this movie especially for this type of movie because a lot of people the other criticism is oh it's overstuffed um oh sorry so the the i'm all over the place the uh because of my excitement. The Sasha Kaye video was Andy Muschietti, the director, uh, is talking with Sasha Kaye, and he, I think, is Argentinian. Uh, and he was talking, or maybe it's Argentine, how you say it? I forget. But he's like, he's speaking some Spanish to her, and then he's like, hey, so can you, it's a Zoom call, and he's like, hey, so can you fly? And she's like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I just want to make sure you can fly so you can wear this. And he pulls up the suit, like the Henry Cavill suit. It looked like straight off the screen like 
you know, he got it from the WB archives and it was this gorgeous DCEU Superman suit. And, you know, she's flipping out and he's like, because you are Supergirl. It was an amazing video to see um, Mark Bernard on the Fat Man Beyond show pointed out. He's like, you know, what, what did he say? He's like, uh, now we're in this chapter of time where like you're seeing thus far, you know, conversations of people reacting to things and film history happening because all these meetings are on camera uh, that you never would have seen before. So, you know, finding out your Supergirl, that never would have been recorded before. So it is cool. I, I agree about that. As weird as this whole Zoom world is, like to capture that in live action is pretty dope. Um, so here's the criticism that I kind of reject. Like I, I don't think this movie is going to be what people are saying overstuffed. Like sure, it could be overstuffed if it was just a Flash movie. But as we know, it's a Flashpoint type movie. If you're having a, and that's from the director. That's not rumors. Flashpoint is a DC Universe movie. And someone said on a podcast perfectly today, it's like, sure, you wanted a Flash movie, but just because it's not meaning like Flash is rogues and it's Central City and he's an investigator, you know, um, what is it, a CSI type guy. This is a DCU movie. It's a DC Universe movie. Um, that's, I have no problem with that either. Like if you read DC comics and you see these animated movies, Flashes or any one character is usually only one of, if not an ensemble, there's just a lot of other DC characters. These are the people who fill this universe. It's like having any other type of satellite character. And that's how she could be in this. Like she doesn't have to be a main character. So I don't think, I don't have the feeling that this is gonna be like overstuffed. Um, I also think that whatever the hell's going on with Henry Cavill Superman, um, you know, we're going to get him in Zack Snyder's Justice League and stuff, but that's a death of Superman story. There's been no announcements of a Superman movie in production. So while they iron that shit out, um, yeah, why not have Supergirl? And a lot of people are also going like, oh, well, we don't have Superman, so you're going to introduce Supergirl without him around? It's like, she's, again, another character in the DC Universe. Like, why does she need... Not just like, why does she need a man? Like, why does she need her cousin to be around to be introduced? Um, I think it's totally believable. You could even do, like, he could still be, you know, uh, well, he wouldn't be dead. Unless it's this set between the events of um, Man of Steel and BVS, where he dies. Who the hell knows? Or I should say BVS and Justice League before he comes back. Um so he could be dead and it's like, you know, she comes and write it in however the hell you want. The other fun thing is that this is a multiverse story. This Flash movie is opening the multiverse. Um, you know, you don't have to be beholden to either DCAU or any other continuity that you've set up because, again, it's a multiverse. So, yeah, man. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy. The voice of Batman. Hi, I'm Benjamin David. Welcome to the DC Animated Movie Show, a podcast and YouTube series for the prestigious, ongoing catalog of DC Animated Movies. I'm a filmmaker, journalist, and podcaster, and I've been covering DC Animation for years now. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy. Interviewing creators, voice actors, and superfans on my other podcast and YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. I give you Andrea Romano. Hi. So on this podcast, you can expect weekly episodes of DC Animated News, reviews, commentary tracks, Instagram Q&A, and our 10-minute or less audio-video bite series from our YouTube channel. Once again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. Most episodes will be hosted solo by me, Benjamin David, but for commentary tracks and interviews soon to come, I'll be joined by various creators and superfans once again from DC Animation. New episodes of the podcast drop every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast for a big holiday premiere. You can find the DC Animated Movie Show on Apple, Spotify, the Anchor app, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram to join in on the Q&A. Just like the podcast, we are at DC Animated Movie Show, and we'll also be dropping bonus episodes pretty soon, going behind the scenes of our YouTube channel, as well as our past DC Animated coverage from New York Comic Con. So this has been Benjamin David, and remember, animated we stand. I'm super excited about this. I, you know... 
I have nothing but positive things to say because I also just have a really good feeling about this movie, not just because of the Beyond stuff, but um, the way that they've talked about Flash opening, he's the perfect character to open the multiverse. The multiverse is what, you know, any DC fan with sense has wanted for years from these live action movies. Like, screw it. Like, we don't need continuity. You don't need to... Uh, explain to people who Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are. You don't need to play the Marvel thing of like, all right, now we need to tell you who Iron Man is. I mean, no one before Iron Man, 2008's Iron Man, knew who the hell Iron Man was. Like, they had to teach us who those characters were, and they had played the long game of setting all that up. You don't have to introduce this trinity. You know, speaking of these old-ass comics and movies, or comics based on old-ass movies, like... Wonder Woman, 77. Superman, 78. Batman, 89. I mean, these have been in... These characters... The Trinity's been in the zeitgeist forever at this point. Um, and not just comics. So, like, do the hell out of the multiverse. Once again, Flash is perfect. And bringing another character into this type of movie... Again, if it was just, like, our first Flash movie ever. Or our first, you know... I don't know, if... if if, if it was somehow like the synopsis was out there that if it was just a Flash movie, then all of a sudden there's Batman casting, and then there's another Batman casting, and then there's a Supergirl casting. You know, two Batman and a Supergirl in a Flash movie is not that many characters. Or sorry, in a Flash multiverse movie, a Flash point movie, it's not that many characters. Like if you know the story of Flashpoint, which I don't think they're going full in on because that's like a DC Universe wide um, uh, project. And here's my other thing. Like, in fact, that was my, one of my initial worries that this wasn't a Justice League movie. Like, that's not enough. If you're doing Flashpoint, like, we don't have enough characters. Like, two Batman isn't, two Batmen isn't enough to have a Flashpoint movie. Whereas, if it is, um, and you know, even if it's not directly a Justice League Flashpoint movie, the, a Flashpoint story, a multiverse story, requires a lot of characters so that you can kind of illustrate, yeah, there would be more than one Batman. It's how you show what a multiverse means, is that you have more than one of a thing. Um, you know, whatever event happens with the Flash ripping through, she could, this Supergirl could be from a different universe. Um, she could also just be Henry Cavill's cousin, you know, from Krypton. Why not? So... I'm all about it. Uh, Sasha Kaye is, she looks great. You know, she's from um, The Young and the Restless because, you know, Bat fans, we all watch that. <laughs> but yeah, she is from The Young and the Restless and I don't mind that she's kind of a no-name either. Um, there's nothing wrong with casting someone young and, and giving them a kind of a first chance at Bat. It's also cheap for studios, so they always love that. But no, I mean, seriously, it's... Um, I have nothing but cool things or good things to say about this casting. So let us know what you think at Batman Beyond Media. Or if you're here in chat joining us, let us know. Um, and again, that movie has begun filming, apparently. <laughs> Which, believe it when I see it. But I guess uh, to wrap up that one point before we get to the Mortal Kombat trailer, real quick. Um, on the Beyond side of things, this is also interesting. Like, if he's going to be, if Michael Keaton, obviously he is going to play an older Bruce Wayne, be it old Bruce as we know him from beyond, you know, he, he, just by virtue of him being older, he's going to function as a mentor type character. So, this might just play into that side of beyond, right? Is that it might not be a Batman beyond or a Supergirl beyond for that matter or anything like that, but just. The fact that you have old Bruce there as a mentor, it's cool to get another young character in there, I think, um, to kind of contrast with this older Batman. And especially if you're setting it up for him as this main DCEU Batman, if he's going to be for the next at least, you know, two to three movies, everyone's thinking, um, based on that recent news, I think it's cool to get like another younger character. I mean, obviously the Batflex thing's cool, but like I said, that's probably just going to be a cameo. Everyone's kind of assuming that, myself included. Um, I'm not a huge Ezra Miller Flash guy, so... Uh, the whole thing is, like, I am... The more people they announce from the DC Universe, the more excited I'll be. It's just so he gets less... No, I'm kidding. It's not just Ezra Miller either. I just... I don't like the suit. I don't like any of that. But uh, to wrap it up with that point... If it's a multiverse movie, more characters the better. And I'm extra interested now in seeing uh, 
a younger, once again, character relate to uh, old Bruce Wayne. I think it's going to be dope. All right, baby. Mortal Kombat! Oh, my God. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to watch this trailer <laughs> uh, so you guys can get to see my reaction live. Um, just to give you some background, once again, the trailer for this dropped this week. This is a, a Warner Brothers movie. You know, Warner Brothers has the rights to... Excuse me, the video game rights to NetherRealm Studios, Mortal Kombat. Um, this franchise goes way the hell back. I had the original Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis. ABA, C-A-B-B is the blood code. And I, at first I was like, is this really something that we can sell on a Beyond show? Uh, this live action live series we have here. It's not Beyond, of course. It's not even Batman. But what I think is kind of applicable with this live action live thing is it's stuff that's getting adapted into live action um it was a it was a sorry a video game and it obviously and now it's getting a live action adaptation and it's warner brothers so there you go there's my loophole but yeah this is one of the movies that is going to come out um day and date i don't even know if it's gonna be in theaters but it's you know warner brothers announced months ago that and we i think we did an episode on it that like their entire slate in 2021 is dropping on hbo max day and date so whatever comes out in theaters that same day avail also available on hbo max uh mortal Kombat being one of them and i believe it comes out um april yeah april so i'm gonna watch it and talk about it, pause throughout. I'm not gonna do a huge thing on this because again, this is a bit of a deviation from what we normally. <laughs> do you wanna play this video? This video may be inappropriate for some users. Oh, I wish to proceed. Bring futures into focus by planning a trip that inspires. Um, so I watched, I skipped right to the red, yes, good. I, I was about to say, this better be the red band trailer. Um, go to the red band trailer because wow, is this movie bloody as shit and graphic you know i mean ultra violence is oh and the other thing that i think uh my other loophole to talk about this is that the mortal kombat animated movie that came out last year so scorpion's revenge unbelievably good movie and like specifically i couldn't believe how well written it was i mean they do this backstory slash forward story whatever you want to call it like full-on story for for scorpion that is beautiful and it's written by Jeremy Adams, who also wrote Batman Soul of the Dragon, which we covered the hell out of uh, here on the channel and our DC Animated Movie Show podcast. We did a crossover commentary on that um, with my co-host Eli Benson. Follow him at Batman underscore Beyond underscore fan page. Um, my Beyond expert and close friend here at the channel. He and I did a commentary um, crossing over between the above podcast and the DC Animated Movie Show. The writer of that, we praised the writing throughout that whole commentary. The writer of that, Jeremy Adams, he wrote that. He wrote the MK movie that came out last year. And he also wrote the upcoming um, Batman Soul the Dragon. Or sorry, Batman Soul the Dragon. The upcoming uh, Justice Society World War II movie that's coming out, I believe, in May or April. Um, which we actually did the trailer reaction for that on last episode of the DCAMS podcast. But that I also thought was worth mentioning just because I'm telling you, like... I don't think this movie's going to be close to as well written as that or any of the dialogue. I think, I hope a live action Mortal Kombat movie, give me like two minutes of dialogue throughout this whole bitch. I, I don't, I don't need more than that. Um, all right. So let's go through the trailer. Again, like ultra violence is part of Mortal Kombat and to watch the Red Band trailer, like I was saying before, it's key here to see what we're going to get. You know, you open up with, they walk into, uh, it looks like Jax and Sonya Blade, Jax, while he still has human arms. Um, they are, like, raiding this place. They look like agents at this point, and they're military. And, you know, they have guns, and they're sneaking around this one place covered in ice, so you know it's fucking Sub-Zero. And you see the origin of Jax's arms, bitch. Oh! <laughs> he 
He tries to shoot Sub-Zero and Sub-Zero freezes his gun and then he freezes his arms and explodes them. I mean, dude, like right off the bat. I love the New Line logo getting uh, frozen. You know, they all have birthmarks of the Mortal Kombat thing. I guess that's Liu Kang they're showing right there. Um... Yes, different cultures over the world. See, that's dope. Like, it's uh, it's giving you kind of a reason from each, you know, people would have different backgrounds. Like, you know, Sonya Blade's American, Jax is American. So people from all over the world, there's been this legendary Mortal Kombat thing um, tournament. And, you know, then you see the tattoo. I forgot about the tattoo until I rewatched this. You see Scorpion before he's Scorpion. Ah, uh, because he's got the rope thing and he's pulling people in. <laughs> so the fighting in this, like, they're... I forget the name of the one dude who's... In, April 16th is coming out. I forget the name of the one dude um, who is in this, but he is a legit martial artist. And a lot of the cast is. And, and the cast was saying that, like, throughout the production of this that this is not only like really good special effects which it is the fighting in this the martial arts it's obviously a martial arts tournament with this like dark you know asian american magic and shit going on um uh, so like you know you, you expect the effects to be good but once again i mean martial arts it also better be actual good fighting and the first one 26 years ago whenever that was meh not so good in the martial arts Kano, Liu Kang, Sonya, Jax Jax's arms look amazing Kung Lao's hat looks amazing so I'm a big trouble little China obsessor uh, Raiden of course is, is based directly as a lot of these characters were based on movie characters from kung fu movies so big trouble little china you have raiden uh johnny cage is of course um van damme Liu kang bruce lee experience a new age uh, like seeing scorpion get all literally fired up surrounding with fire dude the fireballs from Liu kang's hand man Oh, and the dragon that comes out. Goro! Four-armed asshole villain Goro. The second-to-last boss. The pre-boss, directly before uh, Shang Tsung. Okay, so this is what everybody's been talking about. Sub-Zero stabs Scorpion. Okay? Blood obviously comes out because it's Mortal Kombat. He freezes his blood, stabs him again. Dude, like, I haven't played every Mortal Kombat game, but I do play the shit out of just the fatalities in MK10 and 11. Like, I just play them over and over because I'm a lazy video gamer. <laughs> I just like to turn my brain off and not really get into games or I will get addicted. Uh, and this was, like, I... For point is, all the fatalities that they've written into all these games, it's like there's almost never been a Mortal Kombat, meaning, like, how badass these fatalities look. I can't believe they keep coming up with stuff that blows your mind. Like, I'm blown away every new fatality I see, especially the newer MK games. Get over here. Gotta do the classic get over here. And that's the music. Like, of course they modernize it, but... Oh, man, dude. And then they go through, like, a quick montage at the end of, like, all the different fatalities. Kaina wins. Come on, dude. Like, they sold the shit out of that. Again, I don't expect close to the writing that we got from Scorpion's Revenge, the animated movie last year, uh, especially with such a talented writer like Jeremy Adams. I don't care because this was visually everything i would have wanted so much better than i expected it's a trailer we haven't seen the movie yet but 
if that trailer is indicative of anything that we're going to see in this movie, I am fucking in. <laughs> Sign up, Benjamin. Uh, I will, if it's safe to go to theaters at that time, I will go, but my God, uh, bring it. So, uh, that is today's episode of Live Action Live. Once again, um, check out our DC Animated Movie Show podcast for the Aquaman Animated miniseries coming to HBO Max with some very questionable looking animation. Subscribe to the DC Animated Movie Show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're going to be going live on our at Batman Beyond Media Instagram. Um, if you're new here at the channel, please consider subscribing on YouTube. Click that notification bell so you don't miss any of our new content. And for the podcast listeners, please subscribe to the pod. You can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And for both the pod and YouTube audience, please subscribe to both. Since there's plenty of YouTube stuff you're obviously not going to find on the podcast and vice versa. Please also follow us on Instagram. Once again, we are at Batman Beyond Media. And we do frequent polls and Q's and A's, including today's Aquaman one. <laughs> Uh, which we also bring into the YouTube channel and podcast shows. So be sure to subscribe there as well. Uh, once again, before we go, thank you for your patience uh, in both being a little late tonight as well as some of the uh, technical shit here. I am going to get screen sharing going so I can show you pictures with uh, much more smoothly. I will be stuttering a lot less because I'll have less shit to worry about. Going live is not as easy as it looks perhaps. Uh, and then also, finally, both sound and video quality definitely improving. I have a GoPro, and I have, if you uh, again, if you listen to the podcast versions of Live Action Live and any of the time we go live, sound quality is great. I got the uh, H5 recorder. It's, it's really good sound. So all that is coming, but thank you again for your patience and for going Live Action Live here on Above and Batman Beyond. New episodes of Above and Batman Beyond drop every Wednesday. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. Once again, for each new iTunes review, we'll read your review on the show. You're automatically entered in our next Beyond giveaway. Beside Apple Podcasts, you can also find the show on Spotify and SoundCloud. Again, we spend most of our time these days on YouTube. New videos every Sunday and Wednesday. Please consider subscribing there as well for frequent breakdowns of Batman Beyond, podcast clips, as well as our DC animated movie show on the channel. Just like the podcast, we are Above and Batman Beyond on YouTube. Our podcast theme music is by Exsanguinator. Our podcast art is by Courtney Delenn Slater over at CDS Graphics. Above and Batman Beyond is part of the CBI network at Comic Book INTL on all social media. Our show's co-hosts are Eli Benson and Benjamin David. The podcast is produced and edited by me, Benjamin David. And Above and Batman Beyond is a production of Benjamin David Studios. Above and Batman Beyond is not an official production of Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions shared by the participants of this podcast are theirs and theirs alone, and therefore do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for.